making decisions like a Christian. There are so many decision-making frameworks out there, so many th- ways in which the world helps us to make decisions. And we just want to, I want to leave you with a little tool that you're going to explore in small groups this morning that helps us to make decisions like Christians, okay? Because the things we do look different from the things that the world does. And it's, I arrived at this conclusion. I've done a few, a few career counseling sessions with some of our members. It's something I used to do in my profession, and now I um, try to reform it in a way to make sense um, in, 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 in this setting. And one thing that I've realized is that the career counseling model in the world, in essence, boils down to the fact that there's an intersection between three circles, and you find that intersection, and that's what you do. And the three circles is what are you really good at, what do you really like, and how much money can it make. And if you find something that you really like, and you really get good at it, and it makes a lot of money, then you tick the box, and that's what you do for the rest of your life, and that's success in worldly perspective. So then I realized that it is true that God brings us to places where we thrive, find our passion, are excellent in, and that He provides for. But those are never the things we seek. We seek the kingdom, His purpose, our identity, and we lay down our desire to have money as a fruit of what we do and then God leads us to a place where we most of the time do end up finding our true passion a God intended one that he made us for and he provides in that and I I realize that many times the way we make decisions is so impacted by the world um, that we do those kind of things without even thinking and most of us when we think of our careers would easily just use a model like that without even thinking about it. Most of you have used that model subconsciously. I just like, like pointed it out. And there's a different way. So this isn't a career counseling sermon at all. This is just a sermon on how do we make decisions. It's a question that we speak about so much one-on-one. And um, I just thought it would be a great idea to workshop around this. And a cool revelation I got is that little tagline at the bottom, the Trinity brings us clarity. I'll show you what I mean. I think it's quite cool. So I want to read a few scriptures, um, and then you guys are going to speak to each other, and you guys are going to explore the word um, together. Proverbs 14.12. This is a hard one, but it just confirms what, um, what I started out with. Proverbs 14.12, and we'll read quite a few proverbs this morning. It says, There's a way that seems right to man, but the, its end is the way of death. And therefore, we know that the heart is desperately wicked. So we cannot, first of all, make decisions on the hunches that we have on our heart, on our gut feel, on our passions that burn within us. Often 
when we use the word passion, we think whatever I then write underneath that has to be from God. Whereas God rather is the one to be sought and he will lead you in a way that you will then find to be a passion. So there's a way that seems right to man. So often when we think something is right, just be careful. I think Francis Chan is the one that says, if your decisions, if all your decisions makes a lot of sense to your friends that are unsaved, then your decisions are probably not godly. Okay? You can use that as a little lithmus um, test also. So we cannot trust our own instincts in that way to make decisions is what that one says the next one says whatever you do word or deed do everything in the name of the lord jesus giving thanks to god the father through him whatever you do whatever you do whatever you do whether you brush your teeth sleep at night make coffee go to work sit behind a taxi um on holiday somewhere it doesn't matter whatever you do you think anything is excluded from that whatever you do in word or deed what do you say or what do you do do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus now we've said this before but if you do something in the name of someone else it means it has to be because they wanted this to happen. So if I'm going to act in your name at the bank, it means I'm going to do something because you can't be there, but you've given me the authority to do that thing. I can't go and do something that you didn't authorize. So if we just use the phrase in the name of Jesus, it doesn't mean it is in the name of Jesus. So if I say in the name of Jesus there'll be a Ferrari, then the word of God says, well, you ask amiss that you might spend it on your own pleasures, therefore you don't receive. Because it wasn't, you can say, but I asked in the name of Jesus. No, you didn't ask in the name of Jesus. You just used the words in the name of Jesus. But if it was in the name of Jesus, it would have been the desire of God that you would have been aligned with. So then, in essence, you don't have to say in the name of Jesus. It's only when you speak to demons when you want to speak the the name Jesus because they get terrified of it so I I remember this instance um, that I've told you about also where I experienced this again when um, uh, we were at a house and end of last year somewhere and Renal got really sick really, really quickly and she was sitting there and someone came to called me and said hey like something's going on with Renal and she was sitting there feeling terrible I didn't know what was this um, I didn't know what it was and it looked quite serious and we started praying for her you know like we do like sledging it out like Lord you're the one who heals oh Lord help us Lord can you touch her okay 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 so you be healed now in the name of Jesus, okay, no, maybe I must put my hand there. Be healed there in the name of Jesus. Um, maybe stand up, stand up. No, wait, wait, wait. Okay, let's just pray in the in the spirit. You know, we kind of think we're going to hit the nail on the head with one of these weird prayers. 
And we asked her how she feels, and she's like this. Whenever I pray for her, she says, now I feel a little bit better. So that's her faith. But then I'd, I know that she's not. So then I, I stood there quite perplexed at the situation. And in that moment, it, the sense, this specific sense just came over me again. And in that moment, I stood there and I felt like the risen Christ is inside of me. I just knew it. It was just such a reality in that moment. It just came over me. And I literally, it felt like, this is weird, but it felt like I I was being Jesus. And I just put my hand on a cheek and I said, you are healed now. And she was healed instantly. On that instant, she got a real big shock and everything just went away in that moment. Because it was in the name of Jesus, without having to say it like the 80 times we said it before. So whatever we do in the name of Jesus, we must think, <laughs> would Jesus have, have done this now? Is this what is going to happen? And, I, and um, is, is this what, um, what Jesus requires of me right now? He said, I don't. When he was on earth, he said, I don't do anything that I don't hear the Father do. I don't see the Father do. So we must see what he's doing so we can know what to do and walk in that. And that's our growth journey for the rest of our lives. To figure out um, how that looks like in every situation and to grow in it all the more. But it must be our aim. And therefore, when we make decisions, it must be our aim, especially bigger decisions where this kind of framework is aimed at helping us with bigger kind of decisions it must be our aim to find what would be in the name of Jesus next one says by the mouth of two or three witnesses every word shall be established so I once asked I was in Malawi on a mission trip and I asked the um, a pastor there but how do I know it's God speaking when I spend time with them and I feel amazing things in my heart how do I know it's God speaking you know we've all asked that question so I was a young Christian full of zeal asking this guy and he looked at me like I was crazy and he said by the mouth of two or three witnesses every word shall be established I'd say it was a it comes from Deuteronomy where it um, to qualify as proper evidence for any trial there has to be two or three witnesses to prove that something is really real and in the same way God confirms his word so a word from God is confirmed by God and we'll speak about how just now and they were and they for and thereby you know it's God that's how it works. Okay. Are you ready? We're going to break off into groups now, and you're going to read the scriptures together on the next slide. And then I will close it out at the end. So, there are primarily these three ways these three inputs we need 
to understand what is the will of God so we can do things in the name of Jesus and it comes through the voice of God into our lives it comes through scripture and it comes through godly counsel that's it and the beauty of this is when we pray we pray our father which art in heaven right our father so then if we say our father if we have to speak of jesus says this is how you pray you pray to your father then when the still small voice speaks to you when god speaks to you it's the father you are dealing with that speaks to you jesus opens the way to your relationship with the father so if you pray to our father then the father speaks okay it's important to note that the father speaks to us the scripture the word who's called the word of god jesus christ jesus christ is the word the father and the word will never contradict itself because they are the same and then you've got godly counsel that counsels you through the holy spirit this is cool and for us if you hear hand grenades and stuff going off it's the movie shoot it's not real so they're literally shooting a movie um this is so cool for, for me that the trinity if it's really god then he confirms his word to us by using the trinity that they're in to speak to us the father that speaks to our hearts the word that speaks and confirms it and then also godly counsel um that confirms it so in my mind always as scripture says by the by by the evidence of two or three um or, or the witness of two or three every word is established in my mind if i hear god speak to me and he tells me go read acts chapter 2 and i read it and right there is the word that he just spoke to my heart then it's confirmed i can move on because i had two witnesses of it if there is someone that comes and they prophesy to me or they say something that sounds like this is from the lord i cannot just take it like it is it has to be confirmed then in some way through the word or then the father speaking to me and this is how we make decisions it's really this is how i make decisions it's as simple as this in my mind I do have a very simple mind when it comes to things like this and I do hope that you would find it helpful. So what I want you to do is break off into groups of 4, 5 or 6, not more than 6. It doesn't have to be a small group, it can be any group around you. 4, 5 or 6, make a little circle. Um and then you're going to start with God's voice and you're going to read those four scriptures. So let someone in the group You can choose a facilitator if you like it makes things easier. Um and then you let different people in the group open the different scriptures and then you read them, read them twice. Okay? Read them repetition is your friend. So read them twice. And then engage a conversation on what does this mean to you right now? What are, what what is the scriptures saying? Okay? 
And then we help each other to understand the way that we understand what those scriptures are saying. So, um, and then you do the next one. Then you move to scripture, and then you move to counsel. So I want you to read the scriptures together. I, I, I do want to just encourage you and say, the word says, do not be wise in your own eyes. Um, many times when we do a little group like this, then someone would just think they're very wise and hijack the whole conversation so that no one else speaks because they're so amazing. So that will just expose your folly. So please make sure that everyone gets enough time to share. Um, um, what's on their heart and keep it to the point. Um, what is God saying through the scriptures? Because we need to stand on scripture. And then when you are done with this, quickly share if there is maybe a decision that's looming in your near future that you could use this framework for. And share that and say, I am going to use this kind of a framework to make the decision X. Okay? Um, the idea is that next week when we ask you how did you respond to what happened last week, is that you would share how you've been then responding to doing that in the week that has passed. Is that clear? Is that okay? Lekker. Heet om linky? Good. So, uh, Nita is not here, so now Linky took over the role of giving me the yes, it's clear, I understand you, this was good. Um, we don't have time cards in this church, which is amazing. That's why um, we should be out of here before 2 o'clock. That's a joke. So, if you could maybe see if you could wrap up the conversation in 20 to 25 minutes, that would be awesome. Um, and uh, I hope this could be very valuable to you. On your marks, get set, go.
So just to clarify, first work through God's voice and all those scriptures and your feedback on that, then scripture and then counsel. And after you've done all three separately, then at the end you speak about the thing that you can apply to. Cool? Cool.
Could we wrap up in a minute or two? A minute or two to wrap up. You're more than welcome to continue this conversation afterwards outside where we're having coffee also. just want to quickly close for us and please continue these conversations um, we've got our next service starting at 11.30 so when you do continue the conversation after I've ended now I would just ask if you could um, maybe continue it outside so that the next band and so can come in and set up um, I trust this was good our little gr group was very good um, we learn so much more when we engage rather than only listen um, and we get to know each other which is valuable also closing um, comments um, don't major on two of them and leave the third one that could be to your detriment okay they are all three there if you ignore one of them there is there is detriment in that they, God speaks to us in a variety of ways um, using these three so I could preach we could preach I could preach an amazing sermon I hope it would be amazing but on all of these scriptures but I think what was just shared here was probably six or seven sermons um, which is really wonderful to um, to think that way and you guys served each other also in that way 
last thing I want to say is we do not follow open doors. We do not follow peace. And we do not follow passion. We follow Jesus. Jesus is our peace. He does open doors. And he does show us our passion and guide us in it. He is our uh, passion. So seek after him. Follow him. He'll show you those things that we long for. Um, Say it again. Please don't say, well, there's this opportunity, but um, if it's from God, like the doors will open. That is not in Scripture. That is not a methodology in Scripture. It is very common in our charismatic movement to say that. Not in Scripture. Apostle Ross always says, if I have to have one more open-door, closed-door discussion, then I'm going to walk out, Okay. There's scriptures about open doors and closed doors. It has no relevance on helping you make decisions. God will open the door if he's already confirmed the word that you should go. And sometimes the door doesn't open. You need to kick the door down when God has confirmed his word. And peace, Jesus is our, our um, peace. So when you have to go and be crucified, peace will not be that great all the time. Okay? We cannot say, well, I don't have peace about this. Sometimes we just really need to know what God is saying. And the peace that surpasses all understanding will guard our hearts and minds, not lead us to know where to go. So the whole thing of following peace, just want to proclaim to you, if you find that in Scripture, please come and show it to me. Um, But it's something we so like to use. I just want to say, please don't. This is a bit better. Did you see it in Scripture? It's beautiful, but it means you need to trust God and open up your lives to others. Father, I thank you for your word. I pray that the seed that is that has fallen in our hearts, that it would really bear fruit, Father, and that we would really be able to, even in a week's time, be able to testify of how we have sought out, have sought you out in things that we need to make decisions about, and how you have confirmed your word. And I pray that you would do that as you so clearly promise in your word in jesus name amen may you be blessed and have a beautiful week full of jesus